DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Yes, sir. We back. Draft heads. What is going on? Welcome in to the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams, but your host for this particular episode. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the couple people joining us uh, live. Hopefully, we'll get some more here in just a second. Reminder to anybody listening to this audio feed afterwards in the podcast form. Um, join us live most Wednesdays, almost all Wednesdays. Um, we'll let you know if it's a different day, but usually Wednesdays right around this time, 530 Eastern. Um, join us because it's an awesome time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, just chatting, bantering with people in chat, flashing up your messages, your chats on, on screen, um, in real time. It's, it's a good time. Join us if you can on the live stream, but to everyone else, welcome to the keep ass collective. Um, I will remind you that this podcast is of course, just one second, the audio companion to the draft society website. What is the Draft Society, you ask? Well, um, I'm flashing up on the screen now just everything we've got just completely for free on the site. Uh, And so these are things that you can go and check out our consensus ranks. Um, We've got weekly waiver wire articles, Sleepers 11 weekly article by Gavin, um, useful draft stats that anybody can access, sort by whatever statistic you want, Um, articles to help set up your leagues, Articles for commissioners um, to be able to sort of make better decisions for how to run your league. Draft 101 articles for anybody who's new to this type of game. We specialize in the draft format here. So um, yeah, check out Draft Society. And if you're willing to part with a couple bucks a month, we've got the Inner Circle, which has so many more benefits. And um, and and we, we would really appreciate the support. We are an independent fantasy football website. So Uh, If you're interested in weekly rest of season player rankings, if you're interested in points projections for players every single week, sortable consensus rankings, every international break, extra articles weekly, including Ryan's ghost point article, um, a fixture difficulty tracker that is unique to every position on the field and to our scoring system. And then a whole bunch more discord access, uh, confidential trade advice. There's a bunch more. And if you do sign up for the season pass, you get the Fantasy Toolkit as well, which is our app designed by DraftLad that streamlines your waiver wire pickups. It saves you time. Um, it's bespoke to your particular Fantrax ID. So it's going to give you information on your league, your pickups, your waiver wire ads, your trades, everything. Uh, it's pretty rad. So check that out. And again, we would be humbled as an independent fantasy football website. We love you all. Everybody who subscribes already, thank you so much. We couldn't do it without you, and you are the reason that we do this. So let's talk about today. We are going to do our second installment of What's in the Box. Very excited about that. 
That is where we place certain players into certain boxes. We are also going to touch on game week eight streamers and stashes. And if you guys have any questions live, let us know. Um, what's up to everybody who's who's already chatting? Uh, Adam, what's going on? Nick, how you doing, man? Good morning from New Zealand. That's that's amazing. Fantastic. Good. So glad to have you on. Um, I'm cl- I'm curious what time? What time are we talking? If it's five thirty five here, um, Eastern time. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Kiwis represent. Curious, Nick. Hit me up. What what uh, what time? What time are you dealing with over there? When you say morning. Um. All right. Let's let's bring in let's bring in everybody here and have a good old discussion quickly all right we've got toddy we've got ryan we've got sanji 10 30 a.m okay all right got you got you thanks for that information appreciate it um we've got sanji we've got toddy we've got ryan the guys are back we are here to chat some fantasy um there's one thing i want to just touch on first and that is kind of a quick question that i have for you all around the, the double game week but first let's check in how are you all doing how are you holding up Doing well. Doing well. Nothing to add. Better than Manchester United fans, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Are you, though? That's that's rich coming from Chelsea fan. (laughs) What do you mean? We we just won back-to-back matches. Come on, man. At this rate, we're going to win the league. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't argue. Yeah, that's the logic stacks up. Yeah. I'm I'm glad the game weekend did. I was abysmal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I had I had some luck. I had some luck this game week, certainly. Um, I played against a few double game weekers, which is what I want to chat with you guys about in just a second. But um, but yeah, not all of them obviously uh, were paid off. We'll say some some double game weekers, many in fact, turn out to be fool's gold. But first, I have I have a quick story for you all. I'm getting adopted. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm getting adopted. I found this out over the weekend. I talked to my mom. And here's what happened. I already knew about this. My mom, when I was born, um, she was a, a single woman, you know, living in uh, a very red state r- in a rural area in, in Iowa. So when I was born, her principal, she was in public education. Her principal told her, I will not have, uh, I will not have a, a single woman on my staff who has a baby out, outside, in, out of wedlock, right? Basically, um, if there's no no husband in the picture, you're you're done. My mom wanted to keep her job, clearly. So she had her, uh, she had one of her friends at the time, uh, a gay man named Aaron, sign my birth certificate. <laughs> cool. So yeah, this really happened. And is, so, is he named Williams? No, no, not at all. Did they have labor laws in Iowa? Uh, at the Do time, they have them now. I think anything went at the time. I'm not really sure. That's um, fast forward. You know, now I know my dad. We're on great terms. I love my dad. We hang out a bunch. He's a great guy. He's a big part of my life. And uh, my mom wants him to be on my birth certificate, like he probably should be. <laughs> The only way to really make that happen, aside from having DNA tests done on me, my dad, and the other guy on my birth certificate, <laughs> um, is for my dad to to adopt me as an adult. Assuming assuming <laughs> your 
DNA and your dad's DNA right. match. I, Actually, I, I, I would, and he wants custody. I would, <laughs> I would think I would think that the third person does not have to do the DNA test. <laughs> right, right. It's true. But I apparently legally, that's required. Anyway, guys, I'm getting adopted. Nice. By your dad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man! Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. I'm gonna have a party or something. I don't know. Dude, no, we it's have to talk about fan tracks now. I feel <laughs> yeah, like we... we've we've set the bar way too high for the pod. <laughs> like, that's wild, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. crazy. No, it's. I mean, I think it's actually all kind of silly, but um, but it, it is a cool story to tell. My, my guy, apparently, when my mom called my dad to pitch the idea, um, because they're not together. Uh, he just cracked up, and then as soon as he was done laughing, he was like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> Does she still talk to the your real dad? My my actual dad? No, Only the when they signed the the birth certificate. Oh, your her friend Aaron. Her friend Aaron. Dad. No, yeah. but she she's able to get in contact with him. I think through Facebook. Okay. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Long what story a bro. short. Long story short, getting adopted. Let's go. <laughs> All right, we can we can move. Okay, we so we can't top that. No, yeah, that's okay. But we can talk about the double game week uh, that just happened, featuring uh, two of, I mean, arguably, you know, depending on the week you watch them, uh, the the worst teams in the league. But this was an interesting one. First things first, did we learn anything about Luton or Burnley in specific through this double game week? Um, that. Burnley defenders are absolutely not to be trusted. They will never get a clean sheet. Um, Trafford is a good goalkeeper. Learn that. Um, Dowdy, obviously. Um, only only a few assets to to really trust on either team. Um, but for the Lyle. most part, they're they're fadeable. Oh, don't get Sanchi started on Lyle. We only have so much time. <laughs> I, I was gonna wait until Ryan did his spiel before I jumped in with Lyle. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Lyle Foster is amazing. That's what <laughs> Lyle fucking Foster. LFF baby. Yeah, love it. I I I told people like it, if you are willing to gamble, just start him for the second game and gamble on it. And I think that is NG in uh, mentioning uh, IC Discord. I think won his game week because of that. So at least it worked for somebody. Nice. It's it was so risky, advice. though. It was so terrible risky. <laughs> it worked, though. I, I never said it was great advice, but it worked. Like, I mean, he outscored other players as well, right? He outscored other single game week players. Yeah. Had I played him, I would have won my game week as well. Seriously? There are so yeah. many other sure bets, like Nakamba, Brownhill. Shit, even Sander Berga ended up being one. Um, Didn't Nakamba go negative in one of the games? Yeah, yet? exactly. He outscored Nakamba over two games. I'd still rather get a guaranteed 8-12 to 12 from Nakamba than relying on Foster to get a goal in one of two matches. Because literally he does absolutely nothing else. It's true. But he does score. Blind, <laughs> blind squirrel. <laughs> Doesn't he have more that. goals he, than Kai Havertz? He scored more goals than Jimenez. I will give you that. <laughs> yep. But there is that. And Kai Havertz has as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, listen, uh, the, the best part about Lyle is that their fixtures have been difficult and it's supposed to get easier for Burnley. So I know it's it's not the most glamorous pick, but more often than not, he's going to play, I think, 90 minutes. And yeah. uh, Burnley play good football, man. So, I mean, I have him in one league. I'm. It's better than opening him as for sure, Ryan. Like, I think I'll finally concede that point. I think I'm finally ready to <laughs> let go of the pain. That oh, being so said, we still get to my roster either though wait till wait till we get to my picks but um i mean i i still think like there is some some value to to playing lyle um especially with how the fixtures are turning so let's see man let's see how the season goes um it's still early to early to say but uh the the signs are positive at least yeah i mean as as burnley go um you were lucky if you started Sander Berga because you're not usually expecting that from him. Um, you were probably grasping at straws and, and got really lucky. You can you can go ahead and drop him now. Um, jo- Josh Brownhill. What? Came I'm up with dropping. 14. Meh. You are? Really? Why? Five and eight and a half. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, great, great for a DGW, but... You can get that from any streamer. Yeah. yeah, but the five was against Newcastle away. Like, surely we have to take that into consideration. It's still a tough fixture. Enough... He's it's and you have to take into consideration he only got eight and a half versus Luton. Like if that's your ceiling, then I'm I'm good. I mean, but that that's without an attacking return, isn't it? Yeah. It was it was nine, but I mean uh, every every point two five counts. Um, I know because <laughs> I I lost by point seven five this. Week. Oh, but I mean nine is I, I take that he's on set pieces, he's on corners. Like uh, there are worse options. Like okay, for example, if there's someone out there that you know, um, there's a few midfielders that got injured this week, right? Um, mm-hmm. as they got injured, Solomon got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are struggling for midfielders which I kind of talked to, to Robbie about when we recorded last night, is it's one of the hardest positions to kind of stream right now. Why wouldn't you consider Brownhill? There's a lot of worse options out there. Not I mean, for the rosters. I, I'm, I mean, I'm okay streaming him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You, that's what you're saying. Like, he's a yeah. decent pickup, but I, yeah. I wouldn't hold him. I think you, you can pick him up or a, or a comparable player for zero fab or on when lineups come out. That's that's all I'm saying. If if lineups come out and he's there and I need a midfielder, he's probably one of the first guys I'm looking at. But like yeah. if I have some high upside pickups that I want to do for waivers, then I'm. I have no qualms dropping him. So apparently the reason he was left out initially, uh, I know there were doubts about, you know, him, you know, you, the, like the way you're talking about, there's obviously doubts about him starting future games, etc. I think there was some sort of disciplinary issue that they had during preseason or something like that. Um, oh, wow. I got like, so I don't have inside any doubts about him starting moving yeah. forward. My main doubt is that he's going to score well. And be consistent enough for me to rely upon him as as my mid five and warrant a hold, as opposed to chopping and changing and streaming. Yeah. I feel like there's a bet on the cards right now. But, Ooh, uh... make it happen. 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand on the other side, um, and I'm gonna maybe like, I think, I think I'd back him, like as a midfielder five. Um, I'm trying to figure out. Maybe Sanji, you can do this since, um, since I, I can, I'll, I can bring up some other players quick. But um, I'm trying to figure out how he's doing in terms of his XG and XA, because uh, I know that he scored. He scored against uh, who was it? He scored against was it Tottenham? He scored against Tottenham. Yeah. Um, from the bench. Yeah, yeah, from the bench. But then he, he, in every game he's played 90, he hasn't had a goal or an assist yet. So I'm just curious. Um, yeah. He's, he's got to be, at least, well, at least hopefully, he's got to be having some decent XG, XA numbers in there and then maybe underperforming those, which would hopefully back your point. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I got the numbers from Fantasy Premier League website. Like they, now, they kind of show um, XGXA for each fixture, all the players, that sort of stuff. When you pull up their profile, okay. Um, and for the season so far, he's got an XG of 0.5, XA of 0.8, and he got half that XA versus Luton, 0.41. Yeah, like XGI 0.51 in that Luton game, he could have easily gotten an attack and return. I, I'm just saying, like. He's only now come back into the fold, and I think, again, it's not the most glamorous pick. I get it, but what are you really expecting from a a Burnley midfielder uh, as a mid five? Are you expecting twelve to fifteen points per game without no. an attack return? <laughs> I expect nothing because I don't want him on my team. <laughs> like, I don't know what we're talking about. No, but he's literally he's literally that Sanji. He's he's a mid five. He's a mid. He's he's. Yeah, a... I'm not saying he's anything higher. Yeah, he, you're hemmed up. You're hemmed up. You, you you don't have anything. You don't have any, any avenue, and you need to plug in a guy. Um, he's that guy. I mean, you could go into a game week with him. You know, if if they've got a good a good fixture. You mentioned you alluded to the to the upcoming fixtures. It's Chelsea, Brentford, Bournemouth, Palace, Arsenal, eh, West Ham, but then Sheffield and Wolves, Brighton and Everton, and that brings us to mid December. Yeah. yeah, and then Fulham after that. It's decent. Honestly, it's a decent run. Like, Chelsea yeah. aren't any... The, the toughest fixture in there is the Arsenal fixture and West Ham. Everything else is like... I think they can get something in a game, get a goal or something. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be part of everything. But again, it could depend on your roster construction and all that, right? If you're absolutely struggling for mid, and this is what I'm saying. is like... Because one of my leagues, like, I am struggling for mids. That's why I, I would consider um, rostering him. Or rolling him out, so like yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I have I have a league where I have two healthy midfielders. <laughs> there you go. Like, would yeah. you? And that's you, the thing. You. Would you rather gamble on rolling out a steady Eddie, who is more likely to be available, right? Like, uh, who's that? Like an Adrisa Gay or a Cheek Ducore, and gamble on them just purely getting uh, defensive number returns, like tackles, interceptions. No, but, I, I mean, he has a route to. Yeah, yeah, I'd much but rather. he has a route to attacking points, right? He has the set pieces, he has the corners. So, yeah, I, I think you got to gamble on that sort of situation. I, Ryan, I, I know you're not going to love the pick, but for some people who are stuck in that situation, I think it, it's worth consideration. Yeah, I mean, sure. I just don't think he's <laughs> worth holding. <laughs> That's fair. That's I, fair. That's fair. For what it's worth, I see him in the same vein as like um, your Longstaffs, your Gilmores, your Garners, though the, that that ilk. Garners a hold, baby. Oh God, here we For go no. again. 
for now. Like, Jack Harrison <laughs> is in the waiting, surely, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you not worried about that, Ryan? No, I got Garner for nothing. <laughs> Ryan, it to the wheels fell off. 19 no, and that... 10 and a half, like, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, I, yeah. I also out, own like, him. Pick, I'm not ruling out yeah. picking up Brownhill again. I just don't think he's a hold. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah, that's, that's fair. Nice. All right. Um, Luton players impressed a little bit more, you you could say. Well, some of them. Not always the ones that you expected. Nobody started Reese Burke. Um, very few started Adebayo. Uh, I don't think anybody started Jacob Brown. So that leaves you with Kabore, Lockyer, Morris, and Doughty, which even Lockyer, I don't think, was started in most leagues. Um, so safe to say we kind of saw this coming and that what that leads me to the second point on the slide here is um did this double game week reinforce or challenge any of our general rules or notions about double game weeks in general for me it just reinforced them like don't start shit players in a double game week and expect just because it's double game week you're gonna get great great points shouldn't it have changed your or challenged your thinking. We have just we have just put together a few a few very shit players who were very good in this double game week. Who? Mor- no, Morris. I would have expected yeah. at least for him to get a, a decent amount of points. Dowdy, I, I clearly expected. Exactly. Um, Lockyer. We talked about him in the beginning of the season as having ghost potential, and he just kind of suddenly started doing that Kabore, we know he's a wingback we know what wingbacks do in Luton's system and then Jacob Brown's been one of those that people have been kind of streaming now for like a month right I don't know Ryan didn't you have Jacob Brown in the league as well that, that helped you win yeah I mean I wasn't wasn't ecstatic about his um his returns but to go to back to Joe's point, like he has at least shown that he can he can score well. Um, he's had his his blanks for sure, uh, including the the first uh, first leg. But um, yeah, I got jammed up, needed a forward, and he's shown that he's a score. And yeah, two good matchups. I was like, what the hell? But yeah, in general, I, the guys who performed, I thought they would. Yeah, but we are for every. Every Doughty, there is a Sanderberg and a, and a Reese Burke. Uh, <laughs> Reese Burke, yeah. Fantasy darling. <laughs> There's yeah. also an Ogbeni and Ramsey and yeah. Abdooney and all those guys. Mads Anderson, Tenjin, Mendy. Yeah, but like I think Amdooney was one that we were all... Like he was in the in the Morris or Kabore ilk. Like we were we were very certain that he was a definite starter. Amdooney? Yeah. I don't know about that. He hasn't shown. Well, he, he was really good at the beginning, first twenty minutes against United. I watched that game and he, he was <laughs> very sharp. Twenty minutes of the seven game weeks. I mean, he balled against Luton, as as players do, and he struggled against Newcastle, as players do. You, yeah. you got you still got ten out of him. I think you were happy. Yeah. But it took the two. It took the full two. 
matches. <laughs> Took exactly, every, but, every damn minute of the two. But it's like it's like Connor Roberts got double digits, Bayer got double digits, um Coolen, Coolen, Coolen. However you Josh Cullen. Jo- Josh Cullen, yeah. Cullen. Fantasy Darling again. Brune Larson, they all got double digits. So essentially they so like I'm kinda on your end of the spectrum, Joe, with double game weeks. As in they're not all that they are hyped up to be. But at the end of the day, you were much more certain to get a double digit score from any of the uh Burnley or Luton streamers than any of those other random streamers. And that's, that's I think, what it's all about, that you're giving yourself potentially 120, and- 180 minutes for them to actually be able to, to get decent number of uh, hmm. points together. The matchups were key this time because they played True. each other and they're both awful. Uh, and then <laughs> Luton also had awful Everton the first um, leg. So if it was Luton versus, I don't know, Palace and Brentford, I would have been a little more skeptical uh, about starting anybody outside of Dowdy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like it, you, you come, it's like there's these certain decisions that you end up faced with. It, it's like, if it's a double game week and Toddy, you're sitting there with Joe, you, you're going to either start Joe Gomez or you're going to start Jordan Byer in the double. Joe Gomez versus Tottenham, or you're going to start Jordan Byer in the double. That's you, a you that's a tough start, one. Was, I would definitely start Bayer. Yeah, same. I don't think it's that tough. Like no? Spurs, no, I mean, no. I, the space that we're dealing with this season is completely different to the space that we've looked at. I, I guess in my lifetime, at least. Um, <laughs> what about yeah. Tiago Tiago Silva this week? Ended up with ten with a clean sheet, right? You, you... I'd still much rather have Bayer, and and they scored like exactly the same. But at the end of the day, you're giving yourself 180 minutes for them to to do something. Whereas, I think even if like if 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 it was the Joe Gomez comparison, and you would have any other team, any team other than than Luton, Sheffield United, or or Burnley, I would probably have gone with the double game week person. Okay. Other than Joe Gomez, let let alone Spurs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I would I would have gone with Bayer if Liverpool were playing Crystal Palace. Okay. All right. Interesting. So maybe there are some takeaways there. We'll have to we'll break that down next double game week. I, I, I think that requires a little bit more discussion, but um, we don't want to dwell on it too long here today because it's supposed to be our quick question. Um, <laughs> all right, with that, let's move on. Are you guys ready for what's in the box? Guess what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> I love it so so much. Uh, all right, this is this is what's in the box. This is us placing players into particular boxes uh, that they would not have been in previously. So we're we're moving their classification, if you will, placing them into some boxes, um, and we shall discuss from there. So uh, 
first box is suddenly droppable. Suddenly droppable. Ryan, I think you should kick this one off because this is the news of the day. Um, and some people might not know about it. Yeah, wasn't positive news for us Solomoners. Um, nope. <laughs> I think it's Solomonites. Solomonites. Solomonders? Solomonders, very nice. Very um, nice. Yeah, reports coming out of Tel Aviv that um, he's got a torn meniscus and that he'll be out for two to three months. Um, was hoping for a, a, a start versus Luton Town this weekend um, and for a few starts during this nice run of fixtures for Spurs. But say Lavi, he's out, so he's he's a drop for me. Um, Brendan Johnson was available in the league where I have Solomon, so I, I did a swap even though he's probably out this week as well. Um, but given the fixtures and the fact that he immediately started that NLD, I'm not a big Johnson guy because he doesn't usually go so well. But no. um Given the upside versus um, those teams they have in the upcoming fixtures, I was like, what the hell? Um, so, yeah. Solomon oh, is... the fixtures are great. I just looked. Yeah, yeah exactly. L- Luton, Fulham, Palace, Chelsea, Wolves. Yeah. It's quite the shame, but, yeah, what uh, what can you do? So, yeah, now he's suddenly, uh, suddenly droppable. Mm. <laughs> That's unfortunate. All right, Toddy, you want to hit us with, uh, since yours is similarly has to do with a, an injury? Yeah, a lot of news coming out in the last two days. Uh, just read before the pod the Estupinian news as well. Um, but Chilwell possibly out for two months uh, with a hammy injury. Um, he's had similar issues before, um, and he was out of the team before before he got injured uh, due to Potter-esque machinations with the lineups with uh, Pochettino. So, yeah, for me, is a drop. I think he will be slow to come back and the landscape of the starting 11 will be much different from what it was when he got injured. I think he's still a, still a decent player, but... It looks like um, it took it, it it took a month and a half for the Chelsea wing back curse to get both wing backs um, this time around. Uh, so yeah, I I avoided both of them uh, in the draft. I was rewarded handsomely by uh, not giving myself a headache with those those two. Uh, so so yeah. I'm I'm not looking uh, if I have him I'm probably dropping him I, I he's been dropped in one of my leagues and mine too um before I like I I saw that before I saw the injury I thought he was just being dropped for not being in the lineup um uh, and I was like Ooh, I have to blow some fab on him and then I had to look at the injury and I just deleted my bed and said let him be someone else's problem yeah Sanji, considering you also have another uh, Chelsea player, do you want to uh, pick up on this Chelsea wingback curse or fullback curse, however you want to look at it? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, reports are uh, Reese is apparently going to be back soon. God knows how long. Because um, Totti's Tati, right. Like, uh, it's just a matter of time, I think, until there's some sort of reoccurrence of the injury, etc. And when I mean, Potts seem sorry, go ahead, Totti. Yeah, I was I was uh, half joking, half joking um, by saying that this ban for for James for this weekend is actually coming at a good time because <laughs> I would I would have expected Pochettino to plug him in, probably not for a start but for a 20, 30 minute cameo, which might have resulted in him re-injuring himself. So <laughs> it is actually a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Yeah, one of my friends said it's like putting a dead man in jail. Um, oh, pointless. Oh. Um. <laughs> but uh, that's really, yeah, that's I, really good. That is really good. <laughs> it, it, it's, um, I mean, as a fan, it's it's a painful situation. But I, I mean, from a fan tracks manager perspective, I think you you just need to be ruthless about it, right? Um, we've seen this season after season, and. I think in, in the Chelsea preview that we published uh, start of the season, I think Reese was one of the do not draft options, right? Warning you about his um, injury record, etc. I mean, Chile was on the other side of that fence. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate that both ended up there. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I put Gusto there. I mean, sure, he... He was fit. Um, he filled in nicely from like an eye test perspective and like, I mean, getting certain things done. But I mean, from a fan track perspective, oh. he's very return dependent. Um, yeah. I mean, you've really got to take that Luton result with a grain of salt because that's the only time that any of our assets really performed. Um, Sterling, um, uh, Nico as well. And outside of that, like the point returns have been really, really sad. Um, even the 10.5 versus Bournemouth was with a clean sheet, right? So I feel like if Reese, by some miracle, um, is able to stay fit, I don't think Gusto gets back in. And I think um, Poch is just going to stick with his three centre-backs, right? And just fill in whoever is whoever is available in, in that fourth spot. Um, and, I mean, look, Cucurella did a job at right back as well, right? So there's it, it, there's a good possibility that Cucurella fills in. I'm not saying go pick up Cucurella because he's just as bad at ghosting, apparently. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it. you even look at the fixture run that, that we have coming up is it's just, like, I talked to Robbie about this as well. It's like, I wouldn't be aiming for Chelsea defense. And if you are, like, you'd probably just want maybe either Cole or Thiago Silva. And I own Thiago Silva and I'm holding because every now and then he'll get some sort of an attacking return here or there. But yeah, I'm just, I don't want that that gamble and that headache of um, terrible scoring assets. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, have, I have Silva too. And, and I mean, if, if you're like me, you know, it's a weekly, it's a weekly battle with, with my, myself where I'm like, am I starting him? Am I not? Because it's like, I'm. I'm. I don't want to have to. I'm hundred percent dropping him after this Fulham game, or um, what, Burnley. Burnley. Sorry. Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, You're I, dropping I'm, Silva. Yeah, and I'm not even looking back. Like I've, I've toyed with the idea of dropping him before. Oh, I'm um, gonna try and trade him. I have. I've yeah, been I do trying to trade. trade him since getting him, and I had no luck. Like. I'd probably only keep him to to try to 
add him into a trade during the international break, but but I'm I'm dropping him before lineups in game week nine. For for those wondering what Toddy's talking about after Burnley, it's Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, Manchester City, Newcastle, Brighton, Manchester United before Everton and Sheffield United on just in December. So hopefully, maybe I mean he'll probably be back on the wire by that point. Let's be honest. So yeah, you can go ahead and pick it back up. Nice. I, I I think he will like. I haven't watched a lot of Chelsea, and and Sanji will have to come in here. But I think he hasn't been very good in real life. I've I've seen reports of him of of fans wanting him to lose his spot when Badiashu is back. Yeah, but I would also call half our fan base a bit fickle. Um I think yeah, I think our I think our fans have just been used to the success that they just think that, you know, it's just gonna keep continuing. And every um was I think Ben Chicken says uh, said it like every sort of dynasty or whatever or regime will fall eventually, right? There will be some sort of down period, and I feel like fans at this point in time uh, we're not used to that. Um, so yeah, I, I I would never slate Thiago Silva. I think he's got enough experience, um, enough class. Uh, he's an absolute baller in my opinion. Um, I think he should be in that defense because I think without him things could fall apart. You need someone to kind of organize everything from the back, right? You need some level of experience. And Dishasi is young. Um, Colwell is young. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I, Silva's a boss, man. He, yeah. He's just, he just isn't a great fantasy asset. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and also problem. he's 39 years old. Today. Oh, but he doesn't show it. He's, he's phenomenal on the pitch. I, I adore that man. I think he's fantastic. Fine wine. That, that's what yeah. the way I look at them. Yeah. But but that being said, I'm 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 liking more and more my um I was doubting my Colwell trade for a while because Toddy put a, a brain worm in my head. Um but uh then Edward got injured and, and Colwell had the week that he had last week. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm gonna keep him. We'll see what happens. I don't know. He's gonna be my I don't know, fifth defender or something. We'll see. All right, so mine is Sandro Tonali. Um this just a word of caution. This could change if for any reason he, cause he looked good tonight, to be honest. Um, he had a great game and there are rumors that Kieran Trippier or Trippier, if you're of the French persuasion um, is, is dealing with a niggle. It, it, people are talking about him pol- like holding on to his hamstring um, throughout the match and sort of limping here and there. Um, he pl- he's played. He, he didn't come off, but uh, if there was any reason why he might lose sets and Tonali would gain them, uh, obviously that this is not applicable. But that being said, the man hasn't played more than seventy minutes this entire season, barring the first game, and that's the one you'll remember. He famously scored a goal. Um, other than that. He's not scored more than six fantasy points. And that was in a 19-minute cameo against Sheffield United in an 8-0 win. There, I don't know why he's 88% rostered. I would rather have Sanji's boy Brownhill at this point. 
I would rather have any of the shitty midfielders we talked about. Unless oh, yeah, 100%. He's, unless he's going to get set pieces. That, just that little caveat. My only argument for or against Tonali essentially is that was he ever not droppable? <sighs> yeah, and that, that's a great point. But 88% roster tells you that the I'm, community yeah. didn't the community didn't necessarily buy our, 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 our advice yeah. coming into yeah. the season, which we're not trying to toot our own horns here. I'm just Shiny saying like syndrome. It, precisely, precisely. Shoot, shoot. Yep. And to a certain extent, this is McAllister too. Not this bad, obviously, but um, yeah, 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 long, yeah. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys. And it's, it's hard to not have your, your head turned um, when you see the price tags and you see all these things preseason, but you know, there's to a certain extent, you you can look at a guy's track record and and see, and draft lad has uh, a spreadsheet all summer that, that he updates where he converts their players numbers from the leagues that they're coming from into fan tracks points. They don't always, they don't always translate exactly, but a lot of times they, they do. And Tonali did not ghost at all. And we're seeing the same thing. So ghost points, I should mention, those are the points where um, you're not reliant on attacking returns or clean sheets. So that's everything else that you get points for, whether it be a shot on target or whether it be a tackle or whether it be an aerial one, just to give people a heads up. Cause that's going to come up here again in a second. <laughs> anything, anything else on uh, the suddenly droppables guys. We good. All right, let's roll. So, unlikely ghoster. So, this is a player that we were not expecting to deliver on those ghost points to accumulate points in ways that did not, that were not reliant on goals, assists, clean sheets to accumulate those counting stats, if you will. Um, some call them peripheral stats, right? These are the guys that um, we weren't expecting that from, but I'll be damned. They've been delivering. Uh, and so, let's look at some of those. Who would like to... You guys want to go in, in reverse order? Reverse order this time? Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. So I'll kick it off with Sean Longstaff. I mean, yeah. Like Sanji said with with um, Brownhill, he's a mid-five. He's a guy you pick up, you waver him in. Um, but, you know, you could you could really do a lot worse. He scored again today. He's getting into attacking areas um, when seemingly previously he, he never had been. Um, he has not scored less than six in five games now. Um, and then you, if you want to count today, you can. Uh, it, he's playing fairly decently, and he's going to give you that baseline that you're looking for, um, ideally. And I don't mind him. I don't mind him. Upcoming schedule looks like West Ham, Palace, Wolves, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Man United, Everton. That's meh at best. So I, I kind of like Longstaff. I don't mind him. Um, he's one of those guys where, you know, yes, he's a streamer, but you can also feel pretty good about it. If uh, if you see him in the starting 11 and you need a guy to plug in, boom, go for it. What do you guys think? My only concern is um, how sure are we that he's going to be nailed once Joe Allenton is back, once Willock is back. 
once who else is injured? I feel like there was one more injury uh, that was in that midfield. Yeah. So okay, like let's say those two. Um, what's the guarantee that he gets consistent minutes? That's my only concern. But I love the signs, I love the points that you've made. Um, the points are great to look at as well. Um, I mean, even his partner, uh, Anderson, right? Um, they're both doing bits in that midfield. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, it's just my only concern is the guaranteed starts, guaranteed minutes. I throw in the caution that it was Burnley and Sheffield. Um, I think those two matchups have made certain Newcastle assets look really good. Um, and I'd like to see it against a decent opponent, but in terms like, of a streamer, like PSG. <laughs> how, how many? How did he ghost today? I don't know. I don't know how he ghosted. I, I'm not sure. I just know he scored. And he's, st- and he's still averaging just five points. Five oh, you're points right. You're right. Game. Um, but yeah, it's in terms of streamer, I have him in in one league. Um, and in favorable matchups, yeah, I don't I don't mind going with him. Yeah, and and I I will. I will make sure that people understand like that. I, I am labeling him as a streamer, but as a streamer, he's one that can ghost for you pretty, pretty decently. It seems. So I've got his numbers um, from the sofa score app. Uh, I mean, if you want to do quick maths, uh, one key pass, uh, obviously the shots on target, uh, an aerial one, uh, a clearance, a couple of tackles, so it's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, with the goal, right? That's yeah. that's like 15? 15 to 17? Yeah. 17? 17. yeah. Anyway, okay. We've belabored this. That He's not that great, honestly. Like, <laughs> he's, not, like he's a mid-five, let's be honest. But he's an unlikely ghoster. Okay, Sanji. <laughs> yeah, so I clearly misunderstood what the title of this box was. Um, I was going to say. And I oh. looked at... <laughs> I no, because I asked, I asked Saucy in the chat, and I thought it was like more like a future prediction sort of look. Um, so I, He's I mean, I'd like to, to ghost. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think that is up for debate. But I mean, one of the players that immediately comes to mind, um, obviously not mentioned here. I guess if I had to pick one player, it would be Thomas Suchek. Um, oh, nice. He is back to some of his best work, man. Um, and, it, it, I mean, I test-wise as well, he's making those late runs into the box. Uh, I mean, he scored in this recent game. Sure, it's against Sheffield United, so take that with a grain of salt. But he's ghosting well enough, and there was a bit of yeah. doubt, you know, with Edson Alvarez coming in. Um, that midfield, uh, just a plethora of options as well. But yeah, man, uh, Moise is sticking with his boy, and uh, he's doing the biz for, for owners, for managers. He definitely proved me wrong. Um but with respect to the whole Caicedo thing, I think, like, I know we're talking about, you know, dropping Chelsea assets and all that defenders, attackers with all these tough fixtures. I feel like one player that would benefit possibly is Caicedo just because of the amount of work that he'd have to do in that midfield. Um, I think he could, you know, crop up as a bit of a mid-five. Maybe it's, it's a streamer, it's not a stash. Um but I, I think I, I would definitely keep an eye on him. Um, I, I think he could surprise uh, managers. Um, but yeah, that, that's the reason I was kind of looking ahead and trying to be positive and potential hope on, on a Chelsea asset. So. Yeah, fair. 
I love the Suchek shout. I was just looking at his numbers. Um, 59% oh. drafted only. Yeah, I was close to having him in there. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Caicedo, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. We've been talking mid-fives all day, I feel like, and that's uh, <laughs> probably not what people are tuning into a fantasy show to listen to. But 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 regardless, uh, yeah, there there are several that I'd want before him, I think. But but yeah, I mean, you're talking about like unlikely at the moment, but like in the future he might. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. One you... one to watch. One to keep an eye on. That's all. Yeah. Sure. Do you, do you think he can get to Bisuma Lerma levels? I mean, we we'll, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. it, because the thing is, is like uh, we are still controlling games. So like the the thing is, I feel like the reason he's not been putting up the numbers is because he's not he's not really had that kind of work to do. Um, I mean, wasn't there a stat that went around apparently um, where, where the team to keep winning the XG matchup or something every game? Yeah. So, like, we're dominating games. It's just that we're not scoring goals, right? So what happens yeah. now when we come up against teams that will hold the ball uh, more or even better than we do? Like Arsenal, for example. I would love to see how he performs in that match. We'll see that. Um... Just to throw a little cold water on that. Seven goes per game last season. Nothing to write home about. Four this season, really bad. Um, but again, mid-five streamer if you need one. Yeah. All right, Toddy. Who you got? I have one Virgil van Dijk, uh, who I've always considered... Uh, someone who doesn't really ghost that well so i was a cast when i saw that he's he he has 11.7 this Same. season he had 7.1 last season and um around eight nine ish um before so i don't think he ever cro crossed the threshold of double digit ghosts um so so yeah um he's he's it looks like it looks like the going back to the heavy metal football really suits him ghosting uh and if and when liverpool actually keep a clean sheet maybe maybe <laughs> they keep a clean sheet when they end the end the game with 11 people on the pitch yeah i was gonna say uh, let's start with not conceding first how's that yeah, we'll see. I mean, it will be very interesting uh, to see the next three without Curtis Jones. I think he was sort of the unlikely glue that kept kept the midfield together. So either Gravenberch or um, Endo coming in for this three could could change a bit of the sort of dynamism in the midfield which could affect the way they play uh maybe a bit more cautious then again with Kakpo's injury it's going to be Nunes up front and that's the opposite of cautious so so it's going to be very interesting to see what we what how how Liverpool approach this Brighton game at the weekend but my unlikely ghoster is is Captain Fantastic Richard <laughs> Van Dyke. 
I got to admit, I would, yeah, I've never been a big BVD guy. I think he's consistently, um, at a lot of times, been very overrated just because yeah. of the name. But, yeah, I mean, ghosts are ghosts, and you can't, can't argue with the numbers this season. So something's obviously going on um, to the point where I'm trying to trade him in now. So mm. there, you, there you go. There you go. Nice. Let's hope he doesn't get himself banned again. <laughs> well, Come on now. If I pick him up, I'd almost guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us if you succeeded because I'll, I'll uh, dial back my approach. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ryan. Temper, temper expectations. Uh, Willie Bully, another one that I was very surprised about this season. I love it. Um, guy went from... I think it was under six ghosts last season to over 11 this season. I think he's at the VVD mark with 11.7. Just been bossing games. Um, I don't know if it's related to um, Felipe being out. And Mm. he's the only alpha dog in the, in the back line. Um, That is a weird coincidence. If that's, if that's not the reason, Um, but I mean, Worrell has been known to pull some aerials and some ghosts as well. But Bully's kind of kept it, kept it going. Um, so he's a guy that I caught. I've kind of caught my eye early on. Thought he would flame out, and he just keeps on delivering. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a believer until until proven otherwise. And it's it's all over the map too with him. I mean, we're talking um, tackles, clearances, block shots, and aerials all together. Yeah. So. I mean, he's not relying on just one. It's not like back in the day when you had, you know, one guy who got 14 clearances and, or sorry, 14 aerials. And, and that was the whole basis for his, his ghost points. It's like, this not guy's like, going to get them no matter what. Not like Wolves Bowling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Wolves yeah. Bowling, man. Exactly. No, there he's was a great. season that I had Bowley and Doherty. Um, oh. Double Wolves defense. Oh, yeah. That was, that, that was the way to go. Believe is is watching live and is also part of the bully gang. We believe and draft espresso said a lot of people expected bully to drop off and uh, kept dropping him despite him just putting up great numbers week after week after week. They have Amen. one. They have one clean sheet. It was sorry, Sanji. They have one clean sheet. It was against Chelsea, and bully put up almost twenty points that match. And every other match, no clean sheet, but he's got his lowest score is four. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, he's just he might actually come up again here in a second. We'll we'll see. We'll see how we feel. <laughs> he deserves it. All right, let's move on from unlikely ghoster. Our next one is unsustainably prolific. This was Toddy's uh, words word sandwich that he came up with, but I like it unsustainably prolific. So a player who currently could be described as prolific. Um, and we don't think it's going to last. I love this. This is good. Okay. Reverse order again, Ryan, that means you're first. A bit of friendly fire here. Um, (laughs) Pedro Neto. How um, dare you love the guy obviously but i mean like 17 pps is just not gonna continue um spoiler alert he's the vinkman this week so i'm dropping the ghost point hunters article tomorrow scored four points with an assist um which i had to i had to go back and and 
double check that just to make sure that those numbers were were uh, were correct. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's against City. You expect expect him to dip a little bit, but I don't know. It, it might be a somewhat of a sign of things to come. I mean, I think he's he's depended a bit on some uh, attacking returns at at times. Um, he's ghosting really well. I mean, you can't take that away from him. And I'm not saying that he's going to go back to Neto of last season or previous season and barring injury. Um, but a lot of people are sniffing around him. So January transfer to someone like an Arsenal where he would be a rotation piece as opposed mm. to the talisman is a slight possibility. Um, and just him kind of running out of steam a bit. Um is is i think a possibility and an injury is always a possibility so yeah of course with him you're again this is not a he's gonna fall off a cliff type of thing it's more of a just a you know you got your points in do you want to cash in and and go out on a high um with a conservative trade out or do you just want to ride it so the wheels fall off because you got them in the ninth round um so just a bit of caution um for old Neto. Um, Ali, he goes on streaks like this. Um, <laughs> streaks where he scores almost 60 <laughs> points. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously that's not uh, sustainable. He's very, <laughs> he's very finicky. Um, that's another one of, of um, he's not going to fall off a cliff, but like, is there a possibility to trade high because he just dropped 60 points? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Turkey Manderson, I've said this since his, uh, I think his last, his previous 28 point, uh, performance. Um, he does this every now and again. Um, and then he'll just go, uh, under the, under the radar a bit. Um, he's losing as a, who's dropping dimes to him, um, from corners, which he's getting a lot of True. his points from that. Um, so that's going to be gone and he's notoriously finicky. Um, I would take that 20 point performance from the weekend and cash in. Yeah. I don't mind that. What a year though. He's having man. <laughs> wow. 15.4 points per game. Oh, Boomer I'm still okay with my, um, selling him for, uh, for Havertz deal. Still now. Yeah. I, think, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I think Kai is, is turning it around. <laughs> Can't tell <laughs> if that's sarcasm or not. But no, no, no. It's given, not, I mean, we saw him, and he was horrible in real life. But, but yeah, I think. Yeah. You do. You don't want to underestimate these type of situations when, when the whole squad comes together and gives him a chance to to score from the spot and everyone is happy for him and, and stuff like that so it's it's the intangibles it's the intangibles i mean i guess i do believe you now that you're talking about all that <laughs> given the arm around the shoulder uh diatribe with Richard exactly. that you talked about exactly. last season so you really believe in this stuff so fair fair enough last game of the I, game week I, I will say he was horrible um, midweek yep. in Champions League uh, <laughs> after the confidence booster goal. Um, I'm just I'm just worried about positionally. I think if he got consistent starts as the number nine, 
I think he'd get more points. Um, having said that, I've held him in all three leagues. Draft Alchemy says he's sending you a trade right now, Toddy. <laughs> I have my phone. This is a great uh, question. Um, sorry, Ryan, you, you mentioned Anderson um, and as a dropping dimes to him, Drew uh, is asking, is anybody dropping as a never? Nah, six, no. six weeks. Isn't that bad with no, a no, international yeah. break? Don't do it, Drew. Don't do it. You got bench spots for a reason. Just be smart with your, with your streamers. I, I got a quick question for Ryan uh, in terms of like maybe trading out Neto on a high, how high can you go? Yeah. I mean, I think this, the sky's the limit, really. I mean, even it's gone on long enough where you can't just be like, oh, it was one or two weeks. I mean, we're going into game week eight. Plus, it's not like he's coming out of nowhere. Um, there's a bit of credit in the bank for Neto. So you think that he's going back completely to his old ways. So who would I target? Oh, man. Um, Trent? God, I fucking hate Trent. <laughs> i picked him fifth and he's done absolutely fuck off yeah me, so he, yes that's yes that's um, true give him some time yeah oh, oh go off to eze while he's injured no i think i'd still rather have neto given the injury if he was healthy then that might be that might be a decent one uh so i think i like alvarez man i mean I no, that'd be, that'd be rotation yeah. is gonna get him i would do that um, every day of the week Someone's... What about what about Isak? Nah, I'd keep Neto. Yeah, I just. What about Mbomo? Nah, I'd keep Neto. You keep yeah, Neto, Ryan. This so. doesn't apply to you necessarily, but what about Rashford? Ooh, that's close. Rashford's been having kind of a down season. A lot of us think that he can rebound. I think he will. Um, I, think we, I think he will as well. So if you could, if you could do that today. Neto for Rashford. I'd probably still Neto. Wow. Short, short term. What about Neto for um, Mitoma? That's an interesting one. It's because of the Mitoma rotation, right? Still has to go to Asian Cup as well, right? Yeah, and you're thinking yeah. about the rotation. You're thinking about yeah. It's a positional one for me. If you really need a mid yeah. and you're good on forwards, I think. That would probably do it for me. I think you're right there. But if you're like set on both in a vacuum, which one do you like? For me, it's still Natomo. Net- but... Oh, I was going to say, I think Neto. Oh, man. Evan Godreau is worried about uh, a Neto January move abroad in chat. I haven't seen him linked with anybody abroad. Um, I've seen, I've seen cover for um, Saka rumors for Arsenal. I know that we've tracked him for a long time. Um, although he's he'll be a lot more expensive now, especially since Wolves are really depending on him. Um, but yeah, that's that's also the worry because yeah, he wouldn't get consistent starts and he might have more returns, but he wouldn't be a nearly as good of a fantasy asset if he went to Arsenal. Yeah. That one's really close, Toddy. And but but you're talking yeah. about you're talking about a, a, a first or second round pick. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's second what round you pick. should be aiming for. I mean he's second he's round pick in Matoma, right? Oh that's a good question. Believe in chat, ask Martinelli. Another guy who's pissing me off. 
yeah, trust me, I have him in IGL. God, that's a wonder. I'm yeah, doing so well without him. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm keeping Neto. You would keep Neto ahead of Martinelli? Oh, I think so. Just but one because... guy's nailed. He's playing 90 every week. So you can't really, you can't. Essentially, you're not trading him high. Then you're just not trading him. No, I think there's a there's an echelon where you could you could do it. Um, I'm trading him for Rashford. A few guys. Um, I still wouldn't because I'm never. Been Ryan, would you trade player. him for Darwin? Oh God, pulling my heartstrings here. <laughs> oh, God, I'd rather mm. mess with that Darwin. Yeah, I mean you're you're getting uh, nailed on versus just beautiful chaos. Yeah, um, guys, we're talking about. You have to realize this discussion means we're talking about Neto as like we draft today. He's like a four, number 14 overall or 15 or 16 overall. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. With, I mean, he's a top to 10 second round. scorer right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. I just, I, I just, even, it's crazy. Even with that four pointer. Yeah. He's, it's he's amazing. Been, he's been unreal. And, so, uh, so that, go ahead. There's a name that got suggested in chat. Um, one of Totti's favorites. Wonder if he would uh, make that trade Neto for Grealish. Oh my god! I'll just keep Neto. <laughs> yeah, please, god. god, Neto. God, you're not dying on that hill. <laughs> what about Doku? Count Doku. Give me Neto. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably take Doku. You know? Would you really? Well, for yeah, me, it's I need a sweetener. It's quite it's a because of how good City are just as an attack as a team. Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Wolves could drop a few zeros, but again, it was only City who he who he went um, ghost on. Yeah, other than that, the rest of them, even when they lost, he still scored well. Yeah, he's averaging 11 ghosties a game, which is very tasty. What about JWP? Oh, JWP all day, baby. That's your boy. <laughs> Come on. I cannot <laughs> wait to catch up on our bet, Totti. So long way to go. I know. I know. He showed, he showed signs of his old self. I know Sheffield United, all that, but yeah. Drew... Drew is, is surprised it, in chat that we're that we're rating Neto this high. I mean, I think people still subscribe to you're on a bad team, you are a bad player. Because Wolves are a bad team. I mean bad teams still have <laughs> talisman. Dowdy. Like right? this is what we love. These yeah, yeah, players yeah. that score really well and sh- I mean thirteenth place teams. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, in terms of points per start, which is a metric that we like a lot better than than points per game. So points per start. Quality start is what. Well, really let's not get into that. You're going to make Toddy all hot and bothered. Um, points per start, Drew. Pedro Neto is eighth. <laughs> eighth this season with 16. Um, he has started, obviously, 100% of, of the games. He has an expected points per 90 
of 13.7. He has a ghost point per start of 11, as Ryan kind of alluded to, um, with a ceiling of 24 and a floor of 7.7. And he's only 35% dependent on goals, assist, and clean sheets. I'm getting all of this from our useful draft metrics, which are free to everybody on draftsided.com. Um, yeah, I mean, those numbers... Uh, it's pure, pure, pure fantasy god. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that's like Payette type of shit. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, we don't say that name without... Talk about hot and bothered, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We don't say that name lightly. Um, anyway, okay. Let's let's move on. Toddy, uh, speaking of shit teams, unsustainably yeah. prolific. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to drag it out too much. Um, uh, Kwong has four goals. Uh, I'd like guesses from everyone what his XG is. <laughs> this For is awesome. Season. Two and change. Sanji. Sanji. I don't know. He's. I feel like he's caught a couple of his goals in like in the box. Like it's none of them have been like outside of the box or anything. The like Korean that. guy. Um. Yeah, that Korean guy. That's that's how we referred to him on waivers this week. Um. I'm gonna say two point seven. I, I there's a reason you brought this up. I'm gonna go one point seven. One point zero nine. Beautiful. That 1. is point oh nine. Oh my! That is wild. Imagine if we got some chances. <laughs> um. So you're telling yeah. me he is just that clinical? Yes. He is the <laughs> he is the most clinical um, striker in the Premier League right now. Uh, close behind is uh, one Son Hyung Min, <laughs> who has six goals from three point five xG. Somebody earlier in chat was saying that Chelsea just needs somebody who uh, can outperform their xG like Son, but maybe they just need Huang. Exactly. No, he's too old. <laughs> I mean, he can still get Wang on an eight-year contract, man. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Too old. Too old. I, I saw a tweet that we're interested in some fifteen-year-old kid from the MLS, so he's probably going to get a ten-year contract tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Huang can probably play until well into his fifties, so I would I would look at him. <laughs> Oh yikes! All right, yeah, I think that your your point is made there, Toddy. That's uh, yeah, 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 and that's a good that's a good one. All right, Sanji. Uh, so my pick was uh Carlton Morris. Um, so he's got what three goals for the season. Um, if you look at his points history, I think every time he actually got double digits. Uh, most more often than not, he got an attack and return in that game. Uh, two penalties as well, right? Uh, I know he's topping aerials, but I think a quarter of his aerials uh, came in two games, like against Burnley and against Brighton. 
And when he's not kind of, I guess, done well, it's been like negative 0.5, 3.5 points. So I feel like eventually fixtures will get harder for them. Um, Spurs at home, Forest away, Aston Villa away, Liverpool at home, United away. I feel like maybe it's an opportunity for you to trade high um, because everyone has forwards, right? Um, you might find maybe one manager in your league that is struggling for forwards and maybe you can kind of offer him like, you know, here's the talisman of the team that's going to play um, every single game is on penalties. Um, yeah, I, I feel like eventually um, his, uh, yeah, his true form or value or whatever will be revealed um, uh, over these next few game weeks. So I'm yeah. a bit skeptical. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the aerials are, are good. Like The aerials are decent in that that could provide you with a baseline, with a, with a floor, right? Yeah, but uh, again, like, yeah, I think he has 40 aerials for the season. Um, 11 versus Burnley and 10 versus Brighton. Everything else has been seven and under. Um, so it's nothing like Benteke levels. Like, if he's yeah, doing yeah. a Benteke, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, all in. Like, I'm not even worried about his ability to ghost. But no way is he going to be able to keep this up, even though he's playing with Doughty, who's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, this slide was the easiest one in the world for me because we have a player in Bruno G who just put up 32 against Sheffield United and then 20 against Burnley. You need to trade that player out immediately if anyone in your league will give you value for that. Uh, before that, he'd had a high of 6.5 in his previous uh, five games. So I think it speaks for itself. We've, we're on the record about Bruno in that he's a fantastic player, um, just not an amazing fantasy asset. Six is about what you're looking for per week. And you're kind of hoping for like 11. Uh, these scores are not natural for him. I would get him out if you can get a decent midfielder in for him. Or even, yeah, somebody, I don't know, passable. No, non-decent. Right. Yeah. I dropped him after game week three. You dropped him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah. And, and, and honestly, people are going to be laughing at you at the moment. But... But you also then didn't have to deal with his 4.5 against Brighton or his 6 against Brentford yeah. or his upcoming, you know, games against two, Arsenal two or. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's me on record. And then also, <laughs> shit, it looks like they might even get out of this uh, Champions League group. So if that were to happen, um, they're going to need him to play a lot. So uh, you never know. There might be rotation on the books there as well. Um, Drew asking really quickly before we go to the next slide, um, Drew asking if we play FPL draft or just fan tracks. Uh, some of us play both, but we mainly discuss the fan tracks default setting here. Um, so I'm glad you bring that up just kind of for us to just put that out there. So yeah, the, the setting that we use does reward us um, for those block shots, aerials, um, for key passes for things like that so yeah do do um keep that in mind when, we, when we're making uh a lot of our, our analyses here so yeah just thanks for asking that appreciate it also the ofpl draft platform is absolutely atrocious so yeah you should move you really yeah. should move get a league <laughs> together um come on over we've got uh open arms for everybody all right boys 
And yeah, also yeah, also cookies. They're not even they're not even laced with anything. Okay, suddenly nailed, and I should <laughs> I should clarify, this is in your fantasy team, right? Not in the eleven for their team. So suddenly nailed in your fantasy team. Um, and this is a guy that you might not have expected, right? That just like sh- popped up and you grabbed him as a, a streamer one week and you just held and it's like, well, now I'm not dropping him. Why, why would I? Um, Ryan suggested this category with a specific player in mind and you'll see why here in a second. But um, going in our reverse order, I'm going to start and we're going to revisit one Willie Bowley. Uh, because I honestly think that you just leave him in your lineup now. He's your defender two or three, and he's just there for the season. So you're sitting pretty good on you. You you have somebody in, in your roster now that just lives there, and that is the best feeling. Um, so I don't think we need to say a lot more about Bully unless you guys want to, but I think he's completely nailed. I think he's set and forget. He is. What I am keeping a close eye on is how his points are impacted by the return of the ponytail. And when is that? Oof, good question. Um, He's referring to Felipe, by the way. Could um, could be another month or so. I mean, yeah, there's a decent chance we might not see him till December. Um, he's been very coy. He, yeah, I mean, Steve Cooper, he could be starting this weekend. Who knows? It's such yeah. um, a strange, yeah. And it's like he's strange man. He's in the team. He's not. He. We don't have a lot of. It just says considered out indefinitely. We don't have really any information. <laughs> Is he alive? Right. Yeah, that's the only thing. But otherwise, he's a warm blanket. Did he? Did he somehow have an accident where he lost his ponytail and he has to? He has to Samson. wait. He has to wait until yeah. He has to wait until he can grow it back out. To like realize his his full powers, he did he did cut it off at the end of last season. I think he might have missed a clause in his contract, saying that he can. Only He's a sex play. symbol. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> he can only play with a ponytail. So a now he has symbol. to grow it back. He's a marketing yeah. boy. He he is that. We yeah we talked. Uh, we had some pretty saucy discussions about him last last season. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to those, Ryan, uh, you, I mean, you want to talk about hot and bothered. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Most. Uh, yeah, he won GPH awards. Most likely to steal your wife. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> what a unanimous. I love it. <laughs> All right, Sanji, a familiar name. Yeah, I feel like I misunderstood another box. Thank, um, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> but I'm here to defend it. Okay. Um, so I, I I do genuinely think that um, Bernie will surprise uh, fan tracks managers. And I think we can potentially see a few assets pop up. Um, I mean, the style of football that they play based on the um, difficult fixture run that they had to start the season, I feel like they could th- turn things around. Like, for example, okay, um, a midfielder that I roster right now um, that is very unpredictable with his points and is quite return dependent at the moment, Douglas Louise, for example. Mm. He, similar sort of um, uh, asset in the sense that he has corners, he has set pieces. I mean... He has penalties, yes, but how often are you going to 
gamble on the fact that you know he's gonna score those penalties because when he hasn't gotten a, a goal he's basically been scoring 3.5 to 7 points per game and if Brownhill has easier opposition um, and you know there's a chance that he could go well enough to get like let's say 7 to 9 points I'd easily stick him in over Douglas Louise. like um, it's, it's just frustrating like there's not a lot of good midfielder assets out there, and I I think I would I would gamble on on starting him uh, week in week out because like in in the same team or whatever like I just lost Eze for example uh, as my mid one um, oh. and I'm struggling for midfield options in this league. I think there's maybe what Billy Gilmore on the waiver and who's yeah. to say Gilmore is nailed moving forward, right? Because um, Pascal Gross should be back in the team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a little concerning. I, I, I think, did Brownhill um, have the armband as well, I think, in their most recent game? He is captain from what I remember. So he should yeah. be nailed in a sense as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think like um, there is potential for you to benefit from it. Um, but again, it's a watch and see. I'm happy to be wrong. Um, but yeah, let's see. All right. Anybody else on that? No, we good. We've we've talked enough Brownhill, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't need Ryan bashing me all over again. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. We we need to protect you at least a little bit here. All right, Toddy. Uh, mine is Pedro Poro, joint boy. Joint uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we. I think uh, early in the season, when when uh, we saw Emerson Royale start, everyone. Who was fading? Poro was was getting ready to jump on the high horse, including myself, saying that look, all the all the thinking behind uh, the backup option on the right, Poro not being able to defend, um, have caught up to him, and he's going to be a rotation piece for your fantasy lineup as well as in real life, and. As quickly as Emerson Royale came, he disappeared into, surprise, the, surprise. into the abyss. <laughs> and it's been Poro and Dudogi in even the more difficult matchups as well. So it looks like it looks like they're they're both here to stay. Um, and with that in mind, um, yeah, he becomes he becomes the only um, bolder. Uh, that was there for his uh, for his uh, fantasy. Um, Dan, yeah, yep, is is gone. So he's he's becoming close to uh, well, definitely a solid defender too. But but yeah, in the in the upper reaches of of defenders. So yeah, suddenly nailed. I lay out the case for trade high on Poro. And um, so it's... drops tomorrow. So mm. you can read is about it, it Toddy. Is it the is it the return of Royal? No, God no. <laughs> is he returning? I didn't think he left. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, yeah, no. we'll it's read an, it. It's an, yeah, it's another one of those that he's not going to fall off a cliff, but. 
there's a reason why he scored so well and there's a good case for i think trade high especially hmm. the what i was uh seeing um poro being offered for um yeah i don't mind him. like i don't mind trading high i think the suddenly nailed box doesn't yeah 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 no i'm not trading high no is 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 suddenly nailed also can you trade high after luton fulham palace chelsea wolverhampton right before you get to city west ham newcastle and that schedule helps you trade higher oh interesting so you're gonna you're gonna clue your 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 trade partner into that. I am. Yes. I see what you're saying. I like that. I like that. I mean, yeah. The, the other option is you just reap the points. Yeah. 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 There's nothing wrong with that either. Okay. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Believe is mentioning so many top defender injuries. It's so true. It's, it's just brutal. It's been a rough year for injuries, man. Absolute rough year. Yeah. Crazy. All right, Ryan. The reason that we created this box in the first place. Yeah, Sir Alfie. Um, guy I, I picked up um, just because I, I saw he could ghost and definitely wanted to, to get him for the fixture before the DGW and obviously play him for the DGW. And the whole time I'm like, well, if he performs, then you know he's got a shot. And then yeah. he dropped. Yeah. 40 ghosts <laughs> two, <laughs> two game weeks um and yeah 13 key passes later uh he's oh my god he's he's nailed um only thing that i think can really derail this is uh barkley coming back and reclaiming some sets i i don't know if that's possible just because dowdy is clearly uh proven that um really the only way that they could score goals is from his carefully <laughs> crafted set pieces. Um, I think he's obviously put Giles in the mud. It's just a matter of if Barkley's name um, will get him some sets back when he's recovered. But yeah, I haven't heard anything about his recovery. So that's the only thing to really be cautious about. But otherwise, I mean, he just pumps crosses into the box yep. and gets key passes. So like he's basically set and forget as well um, until proven otherwise. So yeah, it was a guy that I didn't know if I was going to hold, but I, after that, I'm absolutely holding. Oh yeah. And it's worth mentioning that we had, we had um, actually watched um, all three of us, not Joe, unfortunately, but the three of us <laughs> watched, um, watched the Luton West Ham game together. And we, we packed uh, Giles to lose his spot based on in real life um, performance, and that's less so the case with with uh, Doughty. So, mm. so, so, as well as being a fantasy darling, he is less likely to lose his spot in real life as well. What happened in that match? Because I see that Doughty had 77 minutes in that West Ham match. Uh, somebody got hurt, I want to say. I think it was Kabore. It might have been. Yeah, Kabore came off? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. yeah. So that you had Giles and and Dowdy on at the same time. Does it make you nervous at all that his halls sixteen twenty two eighteen have come against Wolves, Everton, Burnley? No, because I think they're more a function of Barkley being out and him having a complete autonomy on set pieces as opposed to the to the opposition. Um, yeah. Now, if he's in that same situation against Spurs and only gets like six, then maybe I am. But yeah, the yeah the issue I think Joe's referring to is that he's just not getting, he's not gonna get enough time on the ball. Like the sets will still be there to a certain extent, but right, right. his out outfield performance will will plummet. Burnley pride themselves on keeping possession. I don't know what the possession numbers were, um, but yeah, and he still balled out against them. So, yeah, yeah like I said, the floor the floor for sets is is I think good enough. Uh, that will he drop sixteen ghosts a game? No. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he does ten, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. even se- even seven in that West Ham match with in a, in a two one loss. You know, I mean that's. Yeah, in the seventy minute. Yeah, you? yeah. For somebody who's hopefully not your your first defender, <laughs> but yeah, you never know these days. As as uh, as believe mentioned with the injuries. All right, fantastic. So those are your suddenly nailed. Let's move right along, guys. Game week eight streamers get these listeners off to bed. Plus, Toddy, maybe more importantly, off to bed, and uh, of course Sanji as well. Although Sanji, you look spry, man. You look you look great. Ben, what's your skincare routine? You look great. Uh, lots of water and <laughs> ignoring all of Ryan's hate. <laughs> I like that. Back to Brownhill, man. You just put yourself in that situation. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the that. word. It's it's the word brown. It's just I resonate with it so much. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it helps my case that Brown Hill might be the whitest guy on earth. <laughs> he just might be. He just might be. Although you mentioned Will Hughes, I mean, come on, let's uh, let's talk about Will Hughes for a second. Guy looks like he has yeah, like powder reference. Scott, right? Completely over everyone's head. I thought oh, it was an yeah. baby Joe, you would help me out there, but I missed it. I'm sorry, I missed it. I missed it. I had I, I had a post many references about powder. Yeah, I had a post that I should retweet every time he starts where. Uh, I said that Will Hughes looks like a man who would sell you magic beans. <laughs> he absolutely does. He looks so like some plays, sort of yeah. yeah, like some sort of wizard or something. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, all right, Toddy, hit us with your game week eight streamers. Let's get these people off to bed. Um, I have Timmy Cast Castagne against Sheffield United. Uh, Jacob Murphy due to Gordon's. Um, Yellow card poker, um, and um, Nicolas Dominguez. If he if he recovers from his knock, um, he scored the goal uh, that got them the got got uh, Forrest the um, draw mm-hmm. against Brentford, um, and he actually looked decent. So uh, the as a less rather less. Palace might just be there for the taking for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, and then and then Luton after that. So I mean, if he if he finds himself a spot in the squad, and he had sixteen and a half, yeah. um, so it's not like he was. I mean, it, not that goal dependent. He did have some ghosts in there. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so the the Murphy play is just a one week play, then, right? It's just a one week play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. No, I, I like I like that. I mean, I was I was looking at him, um, to try to pick did up, he, but did he score today? No, he didn't. It was today. It was uh, Almiron, sure. Burn, Share Burn, Longstaff, and then who was the fourth? Almiron. Oh Almiron. yeah, yeah. Miggy yeah. got the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope, he did not. I don't think Although Murphy started. Bruno G was the man of the match. <laughs> Murphy started. No, no, Gordon. No, Gordon started. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, Gordon started. Which makes sense if he's not going to be able to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to partake Feel this weekend. Better about him starting this weekend than. Yeah. yeah. And Murphy's been good in spells, man. Remember last season? I mean, he would pop up with 15, 20 points. Here and yeah. there. I mean, he would have a few stinkers, you know, get you four or get you six, but he's got the upside, certainly. Yeah. yeah. I like that call. All right. Sanji. Uh, so, um, most of these guys are very, very temporary plays, other than, I think, maybe the last one. Uh, but LaSalle's, uh, given the Botman injury, um, there's a chance that he could come in. I think he put up, what, 12.75 with the clean sheet? Um, oh, look, Hazardous mentioned Mufi assisted the Shard goal. Okay, nice. But nice. as a sub. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He has yeah. to assist in his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, LaSalle's, I think, a decent streaming option. Uh, there's a chance he could uh, have a really physical battle versus Antonio. Good chance for aerials etc so i think it's worth consideration if you're scrambling for a defender um anderson it's the same situation like we talked about longstaff uh he's just ghosting so so well in that midfield um and i guess he didn't start tonight so um he should see minutes in the premier league uh so i know west ham is a tough fixture but anderson i think is able to get his ghost points um on both sides of the pitches right both categories attacking and defending so i feel like he could tick along in that sense um yeah he did he did not start confirmed it was uh long staff bruno g tonali yeah 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 um, and I'll go on to Christy. I'll save the best for last just for Ryan. Um, I'll go on to Ryan Christy uh, versus Everton. Uh, he's just kind of plugging away with points, man. Uh, he's getting consistent starts. He's ghosting well. I know the previous game week, not the one that just went by, he got, what, six and a half? He got an attack return, 0.5 ghost points. But, uh, I mean, the next game versus Arsenal, like, I benched him versus Arsenal. I was really worried. And... They lost 4-0, but he still put up 7.5 yeah. points, right? So he's he's just doing the biz, man. Um mid four, mid five. And I get I know like people don't come on the pod to to hear mid four, <laughs> mid five options, but but that's I mean, what they got this, this like if, if you're gonna <laughs> stream yeah if you're gonna stream if you're gonna but the thing is you're not gonna be able to stream mid ones, mid No, this is right? the streamer section, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um I, I think it's a decent option to to kind of consider. Um, and then finally, I'm, I'm going to maybe die on this hill this game week, um, <laughs> is Raul Jimenez. Uh, we are going to remind I'm, you. We are going yeah. to remind you. <laughs> oh, I know, for sure. I'm, I'm waiting for it. But do know, if he does get an attack and return, oh my God, I'm going to be insufferable. Um, 
<laughs> is it going to be Lyle, Fo Lyle Foster levels or even higher? Oh, I don't know if I can reach Lyle Foster levels. He's got a special well, place in my Where heart. do you think um, his PPS is? Who? Uh, Raul. Yeah. Points um, for a start. Two? two? Three? Something three. terrible. Yeah, there you go. Three, three points per start. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, so I mean, l listen, this is like last chance saloon. Uh, and I've I've been pushed into a really rough spot in one of my um, leagues because Gakpo got injured. Um, uh, I think there's a couple of people that are missing, like banned, booked, or yeah, just rotation is a bit of a concern. Uh, he's coming up against Sheffield United. Um the worst team in the league at the moment. Uh, yeah, conceded yeah. the most goals. I know Fulham have also. They, I think they're tied for the fewest goals scored um, with a couple of other clubs, probably Sheffield as well. Um, but I mean, you look at the fixture difficulty tracker, um, and I believe forwards versus Sheffield United this game week um, top uh, of the ticker. So. The data backs it up. Uh, the potential backs it up. Um, yeah. And now I've got to back up my own punt and play him out um, out of necessity, um, not out of desire. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, uh, thankfully, there's an international break for me to kind of get over it. So yeah, no, I mean, it's fair. And, and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're fairly noting the fact that it's a dart throw. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fully expecting for the dot to go into my forehead as well, um, <laughs> instead of the actual target board. But uh, yeah, he we'll, might we'll not even start. He might not. Yeah, he came Vinicius off uh, might get a bit the early. Dot. Yeah, he could. He could. Um, let's see. One to keep an eye on. One yeah. to keep an eye on. All right, fantastic. All right, Ryan, you're up next. All right, uh, Mikalinko got. Um... Nine and a half points despite conceding um, two goals to Luton. So obviously it goes to well. It was Luton, but at the same time, Bournemouth at home isn't that big of a, uh, a disparity. So yeah. um, I'm hard up on defenders uh, this week. So he's one that I'm taking a punt on. Um, we talked about Will Hughes uh, versus Forrest. If. Um, if anybody's going to get the sets, you would think it would be him with Eze out. So it's kind of a banking on that. It's But this is one that you're going to want to watch to see who does get the sets. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it wasn't Hughes, but yeah, you you never know. Um, and yeah, they could be out of sorts, but you're just you're banking on Hughes at least to get uh, eight points from, from the Ghosts. Um, wasn't that great the last game, but prior to that, he got ten ghosts, so he has it in his locker. Especially if he gets um, if he gets sets. Uh, and most, then, yeah, most sorry, sites that sorry, most sites that do predicted lineups. Um, FF Scout hasn't updated theirs yet, but um, looking at like some of the gambling sites, they've all got Hughes in in their eleven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just I'm struggling to think who else could could do it i mean schlup potentially but i've never seen him take a corner i don't think um, oh for the sets yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean schlup's in there because you're gonna see him in my list but yeah 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 no he'll yeah. certainly he'll certainly start i'm just thinking like who else if hughes doesn't get sets would get him so i'm yeah banking on him getting him yeah um 
And then yeah, the flip side of that is, as we talked about, uh, without Eze, they they could be very toothless. So you're kind of banking on a forest clean sheet. Obviously, Big Willy Bully's gone. Um, but on your wire, uh, depending on who slots in for Nyakate, who got that uh, uh, two yellows in the red card over the weekend, it might be McKenna if he's back. Um, a crazy surprise Felipe start. I mean, who knows? oh, don't tempt me. um yeah i'm I'm not i'm not against wheeling out really if you get jammed up any forest defenders in that um if they do nick a goal it's probably from a beautiful will hughes set piece so yeah more than a goal you would think uh as a and elise and edward out that's that's a lot of firepower out um but maybe toddy's forward one uh iu comes up comes up big yeah yeah that's fair That's, that's that's it. All right. I'll hit you with mine quick. I've got Jeff. I've always got Jeff. I mean, if you're looking for a streamer, he's your boy. He's he's Mr. Streamer. So Jeff versus especially versus Forrest. Come on. Um, so Schlup, hopefully versus Forrest will be we'll do a number. Uh Branthwaite, I mean, Bournemouth, same same argument as Mikalenko. Um potentially with some aerials in there. He should be fine. Uh not saying they'll keep a clean sheet because I'm not crazy, but uh, just in case. Harrison Reed could do a job versus Sheffield United. I think that's one to, to kind of keep an eye on. He's been actually decent in terms of his ghost points. Nothing you're going to write home about, but you know, if you get jammed up and uh, you're needing a midfielder. I mean, we keep talking about these midfielders. It's like, like Sanji was saying, it's hard out here for a pimp. Like Midfielders are rough right now. It's, it's tough, especially if you lose one of your top guys. I, I don't know what you... Th- where you think you're going to get a midfielder who's actually going to produce. They're all kind of like, you're either going with a ghost point floor of like five um, for most of these guys. Like if you look at your like Ducores, like you were saying, Sanji, you're like, you know, different guys like that, or you're, you're hoping for somebody who's, who's more involved in the attacking player. And usually those are guys that pop up now and again, but aren't um, prolific because they, otherwise they wouldn't be midfielder four or fives. So anyway, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's my my third guy, and then curious to hear your take on this real quick, Sanji. Uh, Broya versus Burnley. I know Nico is back, right? Um, but do you think that do you think that we might get a hot hand approach here? Uh, I mean, it'll it's anyone's guess who um, Poch will start uh, because he's had two different sets of lineups uh, with two wins. My gut tells me Nico starts uh, because I don't think Broya, Broja, whatever, um, is fully fit. He still had to get subbed early. Um, and Nico did score in, in the cup game. Uh, decent finish as well. Um, and surely that you'd expect that does something for his confidence. But again, I go back to the point of it's not just what he does from an attacking perspective, but what he does for the dynamic of the team. I think they're two different profile strikers as well. Um, like Nico stretches the back line versus um, I think Broya um, is more physical presence, brings others into play. Um, and we've seen uh, the effect that can have um, on the way a team plays, right? Um, I think one good example is uh there was a fixture that liverpool played where their front three were all dropping deep trying to collect the ball and then when darwin came on the the game completely changed where he was starting to stretch the back line and all that so the thing is i don't it's not the burnley that 
we're used to, right? This is the Burnley that plays with a bit of a high line, a lot of possession. They like to attack. So I think Nico would start. I think it would benefit him uh, as well. Um, but it's I, I, like I said, it's anyone's guess, honestly. I, I think we still need to give Posh time to figure out who his best 11 is. Yeah. Fair enough. Worth worth a Abroja pickup. Yeah, for, for sure. It's early enough into the game week as well, right? It's the 3 p.m. kickoff on the Saturday. So if he doesn't start, you can drop him. No, yeah, no fair. worries. Yeah. It's, uh, he needs to figure out the starting 11 before he gets a new one in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely. Or a new club, you know? That's how we kind of hire and fire managers as well. Yeah, so. fair enough. And Toddy, you, you flashed this up on the screen, but we've had a couple of people ask this. Um, Lamptey with uh, Estupignan out, is that somebody that you're you're targeting? I had, wrote, I had written in chat that um, he doesn't go super well, not like he used to at least. Um, so I'm not interested particularly, but I could be in the minority. Yeah, and Liverpool and City upcoming for Brighton. I'd stay away from Lamptey at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna let other people take that gamble. Plus, I mean, look at look at uh, Brighton defense. Like we we've seen we've seen what they're doing this year, and that's it's not a whole lot. Um, they they are an attacking team, and uh, that's the long and short of it. To be fairly honest. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather um, put in a cheeky bid for a Stupinian. Yeah, try to buy him low. Yeah, yeah sure. It's like he's only out for a month. Um, the 6-1 defeat is clearly on everyone's minds. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting match. It's 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 not a great time to play Liverpool. They're going to be fired up, and it's not a great time to play Brighton. They're going to be fired up. So this is going to be a good one. I think oh, that's that going to be the fixture of the weekend. I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, honestly. same. Yeah. Same. Other than the title decider, but yeah, I mean, you guys are gonna win that, right? Right? <laughs> I thought if we don't win this one, I don't think we're ever gonna beat him. By the way, um, there's Honestly. an asset that I did want to kind of ask about before we sign off as well. Is uh, what's the guess? deal with Thomas Partey? Yeah, I knew it was gonna be that. Yeah, that was him, your yeah. <laughs> I've seen him picked up like randomly, and I'm just like, and I bet they think that like I wanted to get him in there. They stole the jump on me, and I was like, I, I knew he was healthy again. I just don't, I don't want him. Um, he, before he got injured, he was doing an inverted right back uh, role. I'd love to see him back in a midfield three of um, Odegaard, Rice, and and Partey. Yeah. Um, I kind of think they might do that, but yeah, he has. Yeah, Harteta has some weird thing with with Partey at uh, at right back. Um, so, yeah, I guess is 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 as good as mine. But yeah, he's just not consistent enough um, as a as a fantasy asset. But the good thing that he would be this game week is cover because it's the last game of the game week. Uh, yeah. So if you're looking to start maybe a a city asset. Um, that you're unsure of getting part of mm. as a as a decent cover um, that'll get you six to eight um, might be a decent shot, but yeah. Otherwise, I'm not looking to pick him up. But I'm glad he's healthy again because Jesus, we need him. Yeah, that's a great point. Last thing, Ryan, are you um, are you trying to pick up uh, Smith Rowe? No. 
Okay. <laughs> I've seen him in a couple of predicted lineups. Is the only reason. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the people have picked him up every week, and I think all of my leagues, and it's just it's funny because it's going to be a really long time until I think he gets a, a proper start. Saka and some others are out. I mean, it's a possibility. He's he's looked more direct and offers something different when he's come on in his brief cameos. But yeah, he seems really uh, far off from being a even a random starter, let alone a consistent starter. There's just a lot of mm. people ahead of him, so I'm I'm pretty skeptical. And the last game week of the game, uh, <clears throat> sorry, last game of the game week against City, like. The last thing I want to do is take a punt on Smith. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right. Toddy, Sanji, we're going to let you guys get off to bed, off to dreamland. Uh, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, same to you. Um, thanks so much. If you stuck around this far, you are the absolute best. We appreciate you all. Um, if you have any questions, hit us up. Um, are we trying to do a spaces this week? Yeah, I think awesome. So. Okay, so Twitter, check out uh, the Draft Society Twitter uh, an hour before kickoff-ish, and um, there'll be some elevator music for you to enjoy for a little while <laughs> while we while we amass uh, some, some listeners, and then we'll go ahead and kick off uh, spaces, your start set questions, anything like that. Uh, we, we'll, we'll help you out as best we can. So check that out. And last but not least, obviously, um, best of luck. Community, you're the best. Hit us up with any questions you guys have. We're happy to help. Talk to everyone soon. Cheers. Love y'all.